All right, Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the program. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, and I am your host, as always, Derek Wills. Today we're going to talk about the rally that happened this past weekend, and I would have brought it up on last weekend's show, but uh, it was kind of a short notice for us, and uh, it got buried. But uh, anyway, it was a good event. It, it really was. We had, by my estimations, about 150 people there. Others are saying as high as 200 or 300. I don't know. I'm pretty bad at uh, uh, guesstimating crowd size myself, but... It was a good event considering all of the obstacles that were there. We had uh, a, a new organization coming up and organizing this event. We It was incredibly low budget. We uh, The National Constitutional Coalition for Patriotic Americans, that is a mouthful of an alphabet soup organization, but they, they're a good group. They are very, very new, and they put this event on. Uh, across all 50 state capitals and it was very short notice which is another obstacle that you had to deal with we shared the crap out of this event on our Facebook page and I don't know if anybody out there knows about Facebook analytics but if you if you don't here's a quick synopsis Facebook when you run a page it tells you how many people you've reached on every single post that you do and uh the more interaction that a post gets, the the more Facebook takes that and po- posts it on other people's news feeds. And these are all people that like your page. And, you know, on a typical post that we put up, if, if I post something along the lines of here's a news article from Fox News saying that, uh, you know, some anti-Second Amendment guy says this or whatever, something like that depending on what it is, we'll get, on average, uh, probably a ten to 12,000 person reach, have anywhere from 100 or so comments, uh, and I don't even know how many likes or interactions with that post. And if it is something that is really upsetting to people or something that people really interact with, I mean, we've had posts go to the millions of People reached uh, thousands of comments, thousands of likes, etc. And on an average post, you know, we typically get about a 10,000 person reach. Every single time we posted this event, which we posted it numerous times per day because of what Facebook was doing to us, we were lucky to get about 800 people seeing it. And, and that just means they saw it on their newsfeed. And That was a huge obstacle for us because we knew that Facebook is using their analytics to squish it. They knew it was a a Second Amendment event. They knew that it was going to be kind of big uh, relative. Had the word gotten out, they knew it could have been really big and they can't have any competition, uh, especially whenever we just had the whole March for Our Lives crap going on. And, you know, we had... uh, we had to deal with that. And, uh, you know, I'd find different ways to try and post things up by saying, th- you know, just posting a, a regular comment saying, hey, how many of y'all know about the event this Saturday? And that post would get uh, about a 10, you know, our t- regular eight to 10,000 people reached uh, multiple comments, most of which were like, what are you talking about? What, what event are you talking about? And by this point, 
we only we had less than a week to notice to to get this the ball rolling and and try and promote this as much as possible. And by this time that we're dealing with the Facebook analytics squishing these posts, people couldn't, you know, they, they couldn't make that schedule happen. A lot of people were working. You know, we on the right, we have jobs. I have a day job. I don't make any money working for Lone Star Gun Rights. Uh, our founders, AJ and Justin and Christina, and um, no, none of the founders at Lone Star Gun Rights make any money. In fact, it costs it cost them a lot of money to run this organization. And so people had jobs and they're like, well, I'd love to go, but I got to work and I didn't have any notice here. I would have loved to have been able to put in, but it's too, you know, I, I just, I have to work. Despite all of the obstacles, you know, I think that our crowd size was about 150. Uh, and depending on how many people came out, came in late or left early, uh, yeah, maybe there were about two to 300 people there overall. And it, it was, it was great for what it was. Uh, and the media is taking this and, and spinning it in a way that is unflattering. And th they're saying that, oh, these are the only people that are carrier cared about, uh, that cared about their second amendment rights. Versus if you look at the footage from the March for Our Lives event, we got 2 million people nationwide marching. We got this same photo from, uh, I, I think it was in, in Des Moines or something, where the streets are filled with people at the March for Our Lives event. And there are about, uh, you know, 75, 80, 100 people in the same picture for the uh, America for Americans uh, rally. And that doesn't look good. It def the, the media has an easy time taking something like that and spinning it around. And what's even worse, I spoke at this event, and I had about a 20-minute speech, and thank you for everybody that, that gave me such kind words on it. I, I really appreciate the compliments. I had about a 20-minute speech where I talk about facts. I talk about the how little of an issue violent crime is, which I've talked about on this show numerous times. I talk about the racist history of gun control. I talk about how uh, in uh, Dred Scott v. Sanford, the Supreme Court said we can't give black citizenship because that means they could carry arms wherever they went. I talk about how uh, the Supreme Court ruled that the president of the United States was perfectly justified in... in the Korematsu case, where they put Japanese Americans in internment camps, disarmed them, and and stole their arms, took their property. And I talk about all of this, even as mo as recent as the Gun Control Act of 1968, where they put the marijuana provision in there to stop blacks from being able to carry arms. And that was never mentioned. I was quoted in the Daily Beast, and and they took two quotes. From uh, my speech, once one was at the beginning where I said that our founding fathers would be turning in their graves if they could see the state of our union today and how the liberty that we love is just a shadow of her former self. And then they quoted me saying how I attacked gun control advocates by calling them naive. Now, I did both, but they didn't touch the... Uh, they did not touch the facts that I laid out. 
how in background checks you have such an overwhelming majority of erroneous false positives that show up and say, this person shall not carry a weapon because of X, Y, and Z reasons, and they are wrongfully denied their right to carry arms. And to hammer that point home, uh, C.J. Grisham of Open Carry Texas was there, and uh, you know he didn't have a written speech. He was completely off the cuff, and uh, C.J. did a, a fantastic job uh, speaking to, at the event. And he, he showed up, and he's like, hey, why is it that the founder of Open Carry Texas isn't open carrying right now? Oh, that's because I've been charged with a felony of assaulting a peace officer when I had the audacity to crack my skull on the street pavement. Right there. It's, it's a perfect example of why these whole, the background check things, the prohibited person crap is so stupid. It doesn't do anything. But the media didn't want to actually tell that story. They wanted to attack Lone Star Gun Rights by saying that, oh, they're calling kids naive. Well, yeah, they're being naive. Because if you ban AR-15s and you say, and you take, just somehow take them all away and nobody has one, guess what? They, these evil people are going to revert to other means of inflicting evil acts upon other people. That's just the way it is. Nobody in their right mind, or and even those not in their right mind is going to go, well, uh, I don't have access to an AR-15, but I guess I'll, uh, I guess I won't go shoot up that mall. I might have a, a pistol and uh, might be able to make some, some uh, mustard gas with some household products or make some improvised explosives, but I'm not going to do that because I don't have an AR-15. That's not going to happen. People dead set on killing people are going to go out and kill people. It's what they do. That's why we need to be the ones to take responsibility for our own arms or for our own security. And we do that by carrying arms. It's as simple as that. Now, I know that I'm preaching to the choir here. I really am. But I'm, I'm incredibly frustrated with a lot of things. We have this event coming up in, on May 5th in, at Dal in Dallas. And I'm trying to work with the organizers to make it a better event than what we had this weekend. And that's not to say that this weekend was bad. It's just that all of the obstacles that we dealt with made it less than ideal. You know, and only the most in tuned knew about it. And and that that's a problem. You know, you have I was I was so AJ was approached by InfoWars and uh he then Pass the mic off to me. And one of the things that 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 I was asked is why are so many people showing up to march for our lives, and not a lot of people are here at our Second Amendment events. And the reason is very simple. First of all, gun control. If you don't go anything past the surface, if you are a t typical American, and this is not trying. I'm not trying to be insulting. But if you're an average American who's not too terribly into politics, you know, you might own a gun or two. Uh, you know, you might even have uh, your your carry license uh, and you might carry on occasion. But but you're not like really in depth. You, 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 you might vote. Uh, you might consider yourself an independent. You might vote Democratic on some elections and Republicans on another. That is the typical American. To them, 
the the messaging and the marketing of the anti-right crowd this is what I kept calling him, and I stole that from my uh, my guest Tim from a few weeks back. He was the militia uh, member who came on the show to talk about gun control, uh, and I found that term amazing. And thanks, Tim. I'm stealing it. The anti-rights group have fantastic marketing. They truly do. They can message something in a way that as long as you don't go beneath the surface of what they're saying, it sounds fantastic. They use kids. These kids had their lives taken from them at the barrel of an assault weapon. And they use these, these, these words and this language that sounds so negative. And like the only reason that these kids died was because this other kid had access to an assault weapon. Well, if you're an average American, that right there, it clicks. And it's like, well, we need to do something about assault weapons. Now, the second you put more thought into it, the, the more you start to realize the flaws. But... And again, I'm not trying to be insulting here, but most Americans will not put more thought into something that, like that. You know, the, the emotional strings have been pulled, and it is hard to separate that and really get down into the issue. And, you know, believe me, I've been attacked a lot on social media. Well, you have never buried a child. You're right. I've never buried a child, but I've buried my sister. I kind of know what I'm talking about here. I have, I have dealt with loss, and whenever I, I tell them that, then I'm, I'm just a heartless bastard. That's, that's all that I am. I don't care. The thing is, though, every one of us cares about the loss of life. I don't think that there is anybody here listening to me now or anybody who would agree with even 10% of the issues that I say – Anybody that's relatively pro-gun, everybody cares about the loss of life. We all do. We're not some heartless bastards who are like, you know what, I don't care about them dead kids. I just want my guns. That's not us. That's nobody here. That's nobody that's a part of Lone Star Gun Rights, whether they're members, they're administrators, they're founders, whatever. There's nobody in open carry Texas who thinks like that. There is nobody in the National Rifle Association who thinks like that. Coming from a guy that bashes the NRA constantly, that should mean something. There's nobody anywhere on the right of this issue, on the left of this issue, you know, the most hardcore libertarian on this issue. There is nobody who believes that they don't care about the loss of life especially from, from of the loss of life of teenagers and children. And th- they do care, but they just recognize that what you're asking is not a good solution. It's not a solution at all. And I really want the whole reason that uh, I'm going to give you some backstory here. I haven't always been with Lone Star Gun Rights. I started... Uh, in November of 2015 is whenever I started here at Lone Star Gun Rights. Lone Star Gun Rights was founded in 2014. 
So they had almost two years of being around before I was brought in. I was brought in because I wanted a platform to try and help people understand the complexities of these issues. And Lone Star Gun Rights was willing, Justin, you know, God bless him, was willing to be like, hey, you come in here and you write for us. And, you know, we all have the same goal. We all believe essentially the same things. And I am, I love the fact that I was brought on board here. But, you know, this isn't about me. This is about America. This is about the state of Texas. This is about every person out there. And I don't hear many people speaking up. Lone Star Gun Rights was really the only group that I could find willing, at the time anyway, willing to, you know, say what needed to be said regardless of whose feelings it hurt. And, you know, CJ is a wonderful guy who's done so much for the, the, the movement of instituting our liberty. And, you know, I, I love the fact that we're working together. I wish that there were more organizations so willing to spread the truth, no matter who it hurt and no matter who it upset. And that's the one thing you got to love about CJ. He stood up there and said, I'm going to upset a lot of people here, but I'm an endowed life member of the NRA and I'm going to trash him. And he did. And God bless him for it. And I just, you know, I'm really frustrated today, as you can tell. Obviously, this, this podcast episode is a day late. And, you know, there's just, I'm frustrated because we need to get our messaging out there. We need to we need people to understand what it means to keep and bear arms. We need people to understand why we are so passionate about this and it has nothing to do with the fact that we don't care about dead kids. We do. We just recognize that these these laws are not going to change anything. Yes, I said that these anti-rights groups who believe in the never again hashtag are incredibly naive. They absolutely are incredibly naive. If they believe even halfway that banning firearms and having full confiscation or whatever they believe in is going to somehow end tragedy. It's not. But the optics, that's, that's really what's got me the most frustrated. I would love for our message, uh, whomever that message comes from, whatever the, you know, the message that our rights are inherent to us and the message that we, we love our children and we love, uh, you know, we, we, we love defending ourselves and our families and our neighbors and we detest and despise those who are so willing to take life unjustly. But with the recognition that changing laws isn't going to make that happen or make that happen less often. I saw today on Facebook a, uh, a video from Now This, and Now This is one of those hardcore lefties who loves spinning news any way they can, and they took the optics from Saturday's event and they compared it with the March for Our Lives rally. And... You know, if you are a, if you are an average American, that sort of messaging hits home. That sort of messaging is incredibly effective. 
And I, and this is why we are so incredibly dependent upon donations. Because if, if just imagine for a minute, if we had, and keep in mind, we have 141,000 Facebook followers. If every one of those donated a dollar a month, a dollar a month, that would be $141,000 that Lone Star Gun Rights could use to to promote and address our uh, our message. $141,000 a month. That's $1.7 million a year. Could you imagine that if everybody that followed Lone Star Gun Rights just donated a dollar every month... Could you imagine the amount of messaging we could get out? We don't have George Soros writing us checks. We don't have George Soros paying our uh, attendees to show up. We don't have Bloomberg money. We rely solely on the donations of uh, you. That's it. That's all that we can. That's all that we have. And that's why it's so incredibly important. You know, just all of our. Facebook members donating a dollar means $2 million a, a, a year. Golly, we could do events so much better than the March for Our Lives rally. We could plan it properly. We could get all of the permitting necessary. We could have some great optics, but we don't have that sort of income. So, look, I'm asking you, and this is this is not a sexy thing to do. I understand that. But if you can donate, I don't care how much it is, any amount, there is no such thing as a donation too small. But if you can donate anything, please go to our website, LoneStarGR.com and donate. We would be so grateful for everybody donating. And if you could do that once a month for us, that would be even better. I mean, it costs money to make change. It costs money to spend time at the Capitol. It costs money to put on events. It costs money to do everything that we need to do in order to protect our God-given Second Amendment rights. And so it is so important for you to donate if you can. And please I, I I ask you to do as little or as much as you would like. Just anything would help. And I I really thank you for from the bottom of our heart if you if you are able to donate. And if you can't, well, believe me, we get it. We all have bills to pay. I have some myself, believe me. I understand. So uh but if you are, great. Let's do this. Let's let's gather as much money as we possibly can. Let's show the elected officials in Austin, let's show the world just how much every American actually cares about their Second Amendment rights. Let's help get the messaging out there to those who don't know where they fall because that's, that's just as important. We need to make sure that everybody who has, that has any sort of uh, interest in their rights understands where we all stand on this. So, please, let's make this happen. You can go to LoneStarGR.com slash donate.php to, to donate, and that would mean the world to me. Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. 
And uh, I will make sure that I get next week's episode up on time on Sunday. And until next Sunday, Lone Star Gunners, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo. Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Hosted and edited by Derek Wills. Copyright 2018.